Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. When it comes to wine, Alicia Blackwell-Calvert knows a thing or two. She's an advanced sommelier at Cinder House, the upscale restaurant and bar at the Four Seasons Hotel in St. Louis. Her job requires expertise in all things wine and what goes with it. Tastes and pairings, grapes and vines, but even an expert can learn new things and the world of wine is always changing. Here to talk with us about Missouri's place in that world, as well as wine that pleases the palate minus alcohol's buzz, we have Alicia Blackwell-Calvert in our studio. Alicia, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good. Now, Alicia, you wrote recently about some Missouri-grown wines that lingered on your palate (laughs) in a good way. What is distinctive about Missouri wines? Yes. um, So one of the interesting things about Missouri in general is its climate. Um, When we think about the world of wine as a whole, um, we first think about European wines and how those taste. Um, The European grapevine called uh, Vitas Vinifera is what we're used to drinking, like Mm -hmm. Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, Those are those household grape varieties that we're used to. Um, But when you look at the climate in the U.S., and especially Missouri, um, our climate does not um, adhere to um, producing those grapes very well. So especially in places like Missouri in the Midwest, we have to rely on um, hybrids and natural grape varieties that already grow in the United States mm-hmm. to make wine for us. And what are some of those ones that grow here? Yes, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so um, grapes like uh, Catawba and uh, Watamka are naturally grown here. Uh, Norton is a natural grape Um that's native to the United States. Mm-hmm. So those grapes are uh, heat hardy and do very well in harsher climates like here in Missouri. Okay. And what is the the flavor profile of these of these grapes? I mean, if we were to taste one of those grapes before they turn into wine, what would we be able to sort of tell? Yes, there is a difference. Um, if you, for instance, put... Um, two glasses of wine in front of you, um, one made from, let's say, the uh, Chamberson grape and another from uh, Grenache, who's a different species. Those grapes taste different. Um, so the Chamberson grape has, uh, and all um, natural grapes in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and hybrids have like this musky flavor to them, almost okay. like a foxy So flavor. foxy, I yes. did see that. <laughs> I think of the song, but I mean, what does foxy mean? It's a musty, almost animal-like note Okay, that um, native grapes and hybrid grapes exhibit. Okay. And the, the wines themselves, I mean, how do Missouri wines taste? Um, those notes do uh, show in the wines. That's why they do taste differently. Um, and I think another thing that makes Missouri wine different is that there's usually some sort of residual sugar mm-hmm. left in the wines as well. So um, I think when I was a younger wine drinker, 
of legal age, obviously, (laughs) Um, (laughs) experimenting with Missouri wine, I just remember them being very sweet. Okay. Um, And uh, one of the things I've noticed over the last years is that um, there's drier styles and more European-like styles being produced in the market. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really fascinating to see the growth. So some people have described Missouri wine as uh, alcoholic smuckers. <laughs> so it's like a jammy jam. Yes. <laughs> so there's a little bit less of that and and more the dryness that you were talking about. Right, right. You see a lean towards drier styles in Missouri and just in the Midwest mm-hmm. overall. Okay. The style is drying and you can really taste the fruit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And which Missouri wine do you like? Yes. So I have the privilege of being a wine judge. So I get to try wines from all over the world, including Missouri. Um, Like I've judged for the Jefferson Cup Invitational and um, the Missouri Wine Competition, which is really fun. So year after year, I get to see the progression of what's happening in the state. It's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. I think one of my favorite varietals right now is the Chamberson Grape. It's fun. It's got really nice fruit notes. Um, It reminds me of several grapes that are from Europe, like that Grenache grape okay. and um, Gamay, depending on where it's grown in Missouri and who's producing the wine, yeah. those wines will have a different profile. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you deal with the perception that some people may have about Missouri wines, like that alcoholic smuckers thing that we talked about? <laughs> yeah, um, there are there are producers that have a great pedigree already that make fantastic wine. Um, like Stonehill, for instance, is mm-hmm. one of the oldest wineries in Missouri. Okay. Um, Hermanoff, um, Montel, uh, Adam Puchta, they make great wines already. Um, but some of the newer styles, more modern takes, um, I find fascinating coming from Robler Vineyard in New Haven. Um, Jerry Mueller does an excellent job of um, having his terroir speak for his wines. Mm-hmm. Meaning um, the, the ground? The ground, of, the okay. sun, the soil. Um, he's pretty hands-off in the winery. Um, Jerry has really cool soil that makes his wines different. His grapes are sitting on a uh, limestone bed. Mm. Um, so he does a really good job of showing that minerality in his wines by not masking them with a lot of residual sugar or tons of new oak. You can really taste where the wines come from, and it's really fascinating. Um, The Robler wines don't taste like anything I've had in Missouri. It's fascinating. I'll also um, mention Eagle's Landing. Um, My advanced sommelier friend Eric Taylor also does a really great job of focusing on making really amazing wines, um, fermenting them to dryness, but still have balance and freshness. Mm-hmm. I think freshness is that modern style that really drives what's happening right now. Okay, in the moment. Yes. Yeah. So you uh, you mentioned your advanced sommelier friend. Now, you earned that title yourself from the Court of Master Sommeliers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you actually went to college to focus on something else entirely. That was horses. Yes. So how did you go from wanting to to spend your career um, working with horses to sommelier? Um, Well, practicality is one of them. Uh Um, So I went to William Woods University in Fulton and fell in love with the equestrian program there. Uh, But I took a break from school, came back and started waiting tables in Clayton. 
Um, but it was then I realized that um, when I'm tableside talking to guests, when I get to talk about food and wine together, I light up. And um, that's something I found in myself that um, kind of piqued my interest. And I think one of the things I love about wine is that it is the study of sciences, mm. biology, geography, um, geology. Everything I like in science is in a bottle of wine. Uh-huh. So I took it and ran with it. Okay. I mean, how did people react when you said that this was the thing that you were going to pursue? I was reading, a, um, I think it was a Feast magazine piece about your becoming part of um, Cinder House, or it may have been, may have been Reed's Table. Previously, it's a American table. But you know, as um, you know, as a, a black woman coming into something like this field, did you get any surprise or support from from people that was really, um, really vital and really crucial? Support is crucial, especially um, pursuing wine. There isn't a school for wine, um, especially in. Um, the Midwest. Um, however, if you surround yourself with people who know more than you, you learn from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I took um, comfort in um, my support system and um, my now master sommelier friend, uh, Andre Ivanov, um, who I love and adore. Um, he's now a master sommelier, but during that time, he was vital in helping me find the right path to uh, being a sommelier. So I give him a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. We're talking today with Alicia Blackwell-Calvert about Missouri wine. Alicia is an advanced sommelier at Cinder House at the Four Seasons Hotel in St. Louis. Now, before we get any further, you described what a sommelier does. Um, tell us a little more pointedly, what is a sommelier and what are the the duties attached to that position? Yes. So a sommelier has a lot of responsibility. Um, The responsibilities that a guest would see is um, taking care of the wine list, um, supporting the staff in wine education, uh, pouring wine table side, helping you find the perfect bottle or glass with your dish or your special occasion. Um, We're responsible for doing the purchasing and inventory for the restaurant or wherever we are. And um, making those memories for the guests. I think mm-hmm. the sommelier has a lot to do with kind of creating that atmosphere um, when you come and dine with us. Um, besides wine, we have to know everything beverage. Okay. A sommelier just happens to specialize in wine. Um, so we're responsible for tea, coffee, cocktails mm-hmm. and spirits, right. beer, cider, sake, um, the list goes on and on, and we have to be a master of all of those. Okay, so whatever can be imbibed, basically, yes. is your is <laughs> under your purview. So that brings us to non-alcoholic wines. Yes. And we've talked on this show about sort of the, the trend in zero-proof uh, spirits and that sort of thing. Um, there's wine where the alcohol has been removed, and then there are wine alternatives. And you are because these are things you imbibe, something that you know about. Talk to us about those two options and how they are different, particularly in how they taste. Yes. Um, so I think it's easier to talk about the non, uh, the alternative first. I think it's a little easier to comprehend. So a wine alternative is something that is made to 
kind of mimic or resemble the flavors of wine without any alcohol. Uh, typically, those flavors remind me of kombucha, um, mm. almost like a tea. Um, it's an alternative, but even alternative in flavor and compound. Okay. It reminds you of wine, uh-huh. but it's pretty pretty close. I've had some decent ones, but I think more interesting more interesting are the de-alcoholed de-alcoholized wines, Mm -hmm. Um, wines that are, we'll start it this way, grape juice that is fermented to alcohol, and then the alcohol is removed. So the sugars have been processed out, but um, there are several processes that you can use as a producer to remove the alcohol, Mm -hmm. like using a centrifuge or reverse osmosis. uh, yeah, there's several ways you can remove the alcohol. So it is a wine, but you take the alcohol out mm-hmm. in um, one process or another. And what is one of these that you have enjoyed? Yes, I think Lights Cellars from Rangel, Germany, does an excellent job of creating a product that tastes like wine, but you're not missing the alcohol. And I think that's why that's my favorite producer right now. Um, at Cinder House, we're pouring a alcohol-free Riesling. Mm. Um, that has just a little hint of sugar to it. So it feels like you're tasting this fresh Riesling from oh. the Rheingau, Germany. You get the lime and the um, limestone and jasmine, things that you would expect from a Riesling wine, but there's no alcohol. Mm-hmm. You don't miss it. Yeah. You get the flavors, the aromas, the body, um, but you can enjoy alcohol-free. Right. A sophisticated sip. Yes. So I mean, is non Alcoholic wine then widely available in stores? I mean, obviously, it's something that is on offer at Cinder House, but how accessible is it? Widely available, no. Um, There's a handful of restaurants and a few fine wine stores that carry alcohol free wine. Um, I think these selections are widening just because the desire and the trend of um, alcohol free and being sober is. Uh, growing. Um, So you see more options, but I think it's still a developing category. Mm -hmm. I think there's still room for improvement and variety. Mm -hmm. Um, But in two, three years, I think that market will continue to increase exponentially. And is that happening just here in the United States? Or is it also happening in places like Spain? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just came from Spain, um, from the Rios Beixas area, which is quite delightful. Um, Because they have a long heritage and history of enjoying really amazing wine from the Albarino grape, Um, they're not really interested in alcohol-free just because that history is about the food and wine pairing. Mm. I think one of my favorite parts of the region is drinking Albarino and the fresh seafood, the octopus and the (laughs) razor clams. And um, I'm not sure if an alcohol-free experience will give you that same experience. that same vibe. That, right, um, right. So I think in a lot of the um, regions of the world where alcohol is a part of the culture, it's a slowing trend. Okay. Why is it you were in Spain, Alicia? <laughs> well, um, as a sommelier, uh, part of my duty is to travel the world so you don't have to. A tough, tough job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I can tell you about the wines and the culture and the regions themselves firsthand. Um, so I was invited by the Wines of Respechas, D.O., um, as a sommelier guest to tour the region for a week, tasting and eating and immersing myself in the Galician culture. Um, 
I highly recommend. If you can go to Vigo or just Spain in general and Portugal, for that matter, amazing, Mm -hmm. amazing area. Yeah. So just in the last couple of minutes here, food and alcohol, right? Food and wine, that is. So given what we've talked about with the the way that Missouri wines have developed, um, what is a food that you would pair with your favorite Missouri wine of the moment? Mm. Um, so I would pair the Robler Chamberson Reserve with duck. Okay, why is that? Um, I believe that duck and herbaceous wines are best friends. Uh, the Chamberson Reserve has this nice herbal note to it. Um, and on the finish, and those like sagey, timey flavors paired with duck is absolutely amazing. Mm. Is that part of because of the the fattiness of the duck? fattiness? That savory note, almost that rich iron note that duck can have, yeah. is um, perfect pairing for mm-hmm. herbal wine. And as you think back to the moment that you realized, you know, I want to be a sommelier. What has been the most enjoyable part of this continuing journey for you? Yeah, I think um, one of the parts that I enjoy most is personal growth and um, getting to meet new people and making their day. Um, There's nothing better than uh, finding the perfect bottle for you and um, your guests. And I think um, one of those parts of my journey that I like is kind of that next step. And um, I will let you be one of the first to know. I actually accepted a new sommelier and wine director position oh. at Madrina in Webster Groves, okay. which will be opening in November. Okay. Um, so you'll be able to find me there. Great. Alicia Blackwell-Calvert is an advanced sommelier, soon to be in Webster Groves <laughs> um, in St. Louis. You can find her writing on Missouri Wines online and in the September issue of Sauce Magazine. Alicia, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. This episode was produced by Danny Wissentowski. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dore. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.